Hello and welcome back to the For Foot Sake podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Bristow, and on this pod we discuss the EFL and community team of the season, talk gameplay advice for two verified players, and look ahead to the upcoming Premier League team of the season. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Right, and let's get into the pod then. So today we've got three returning guests. First returning guest is simply DGR Diego. Welcome back. Good to be here, man, as always. Second returning guest is Mark Foot Trader. Mark, welcome back. Thank you, mate. Pleasure as always. And our third returning guest is that boy, Anto. And welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So today we're going to go over the start of talks. Obviously had the release of Community Team of the Season and the EFL Team of the Season. But again, I think I'm I'm pretty happy with how what they've done with it so far. I think they could have easily gone with a lot of low-rate cards. And I think the boost they've given to these cards initially has looked pretty good. Obviously, I know we've got Prem Talks coming up this Friday alongside the Saudi League, which, again, it's still a rumour right now, but we should see in the coming days. But I, I've been pretty happy so far. I think I would, I've been happily surprised that they've given kind of... Again, some of the EFL cards have got huge boosts. They might have kind of issues with their weak foot and skill moves, but I think price and wise stuff like that, they've looked pretty good. But Diego, I want to go with you first. So what's been your initial thoughts on Team this season so far? Uh, for week one, I think it's like a really good start. I don't think they gave us everything like all in front of us real quick, but I think they're slowly going to continue to add it up with better SBCs, uh, more upgrade packs as usual. And I'm like, as you said earlier, I really, really do like the, the community team. I was, I wasn't really looking at the community team as something that would be something to kind of talk about a little bit, but there's a good amount of those cards that will be able to be played for the next few like month or two. Honestly, uh, I, there's a lot of cards in that team. I do like though. Um, it's a good start from EA and the fact that this is only community means that now with Prem coming up next week, like I really expect some good, uh, the good teams, good SPCs and good objectives as well. I mean, I, I like the objective that they gave us uh, this week, both of them. I just, the fact that eight squad battles games is really easy to complete Powell and uh, Angel Correa is actually usable as well on top of it. If you want to look at his fodder, great. It's really high rated fodder and it's really easy to do because it's not managerial. So that's honestly the best thing you look for in an objective card, but he's really usable. So, so far I like every single aspect of it. If you're a menu guy, it works for you. If you're a gameplay guy, it works for you as well. Right now it's, it's a good start. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I think the Correa looks really good. And I'm surprised that they gave us a free card like Correa. I think he could easily be kind of 200k upwards on the market, especially being La Liga, Argentinian links too. And Nick Powell is not a bad card. Again, he's easily attainable through squad battles as well. But again, he's a decent high rate fodder too. And if you do want to do some SPCs or even try and submit some of these cards into icon SPCs too, is a is a good way, good way to go down really. And to go with you next, uh, what's been your initial thoughts on team of the season so far? Yeah, just going off of what Diego said, I think they've done a fantastic job so far with TOTS. Uh, looking at the EFL cards uh, in past FIFAs, usually uh, people dread getting these cards out of packs, but this is the first time we've seen that there's some massive upgrades and a lot of these cards are actually usable. You look at like Buendia on the market for almost 300K, that really sends a message that like these are some decent cards they're putting out for us. And so for the first time, I'm actually like pretty excited with both the community and the EFL TOTS that came out. Um, the community, you know, you have Oliva, Valverde, um, so many good cards. Really excited to see my weekendly rewards coming up soon. And then they've been giving us SBCs almost every single day. Uh, Correa for me was high rated fodder because I'm trying to complete dog leash. But again, very usable card. 
And I'm really happy they're giving us these high rated players for free. And like the grind, it's not really that much of a grind. Like I want to say I completed Correa within an hour. So, um, you know, they're, they're doing a great job so far and they've set the bar really high. So I hope that with Prem coming up on Friday, I hope they can uh, keep it going. Yeah, let's hope so. And Mark, finally to you, what have you made of the initial start to team the season? Yeah, again, very solid start. We've had some good cards released in packs as objectives and even player SBCs. Um, a lot of which have been fairly reasonably priced and not too heavily overpriced. Obviously, I know Digne came out today. You do have the EPL tax and the French tax, which come along with him. But apart from that, it's a solid start. There's only so much to go into do for community before the big leagues come out. We're not going to get everything straight away. But yeah, it's very promising. And I'm looking forward to hopefully EPL on Friday. Yeah, I think they made a good start to it as well. I know... I was a person that was definitely considering trying to save all my packs for Prem team this season. And I did crumble because there was a few cards in there that I like the look of, I think, like the one Masaka, Valverde, a few guys in there. We'll get into the team in depth soon. But I think definitely everyone knows Community Tots is always the... It's the, it's the starter. It's kind of the... Uh, to whet your appetite a little bit. But it wasn't too bad. But we are going to go into, obviously, they have gone ahead and brought back the better rewards for weakening. Obviously, the team of the season players are guaranteed. I know gold two and upwards, you're guaranteed at least a player from the main TOTS team every single time. And if you do get the uh, the, the heights of Elite 3 and upwards, you do get those Team of the Week packs that do include TOTS players as well. And to I know you had a, a great weekly this weekend. Are the increased better rewards, are they kind of a deciding factor in you trying to sweat out more this in the few upcoming weekend leagues? Oh, 100%. And I know I've come on in the past uh, podcast and said, you know, don't focus on the rewards. Just do your best. Try to uh, be the best player you can. But now it's completely different. Uh, everything's off the table. We're in tots. So there's definitely a bigger incentive to play. And I think that's why um, I made sure to, like, get the best possible result this weekend. I ended up 26-4, and four, so one off Elite 1, unfortunately. But uh, these TOTS cards, I'm really, really excited. And, you know, pushing for Elite now, I think, is more important than ever just because you're going to be guaranteed a lot more money with these uh, TOTS packs that you get once you get into the Elite divisions. So for me, yeah, I'm really excited. Also, I personally, it, it does get a lot sweatier, but I like the competition, you know, it really pushes you. And I think that's why we see a lot of people not do as good as they want to. But um, I think this past weekend was a really, really good test because it's only going to get harder from here. I think Prem is arguably one of the hardest weekend leagues we're going to have. So um, if it was hard this past weekend, just uh, everyone listening, be prepared because it's only going to get harder. So, yeah, I I love it. I I love the uh, rewards that we're going to be getting. I I like the idea and it's a really good incentive. Yeah, I think definitely for everyone as well. I think a lot of guys have been stopping at kind of gold three in the past few weeks. And at least now you need to get to gold two to make sure you do get those guaranteed kind of top league red picks. I think it's going to make a big, huge difference. And I think a lot of guys who, I said, do stop early, you might see harder games when you get to like the 17, 20 wins around there. Just because those good guys who did stop early are trying to push all the way through now. And again, these elite rewards are worth a hell of a lot more than they were previously with the kind of the, kind of the, uh, the team of the week packs. Mark, with the increased rewards, are we going to see a return to weekend league for yourself? Um, yes, definitely. Um, if I can ever get over the line and secure my 2,000 points to qualify, I will be playing this weekend without a doubt. I would have played last weekend had I not been away and without my Xbox, so I was unable to play. But just the red picks and having that chance of getting an EPL or 
whichever league is currently in packs and one of them cards. That's a big incentive for me. I remember last year, I think I played most of them, mainly up to gold three or gold two, because the way I think of it is if you get gold three, there's no pressure after that. You're getting two good cards, even if they're not usable. It's high rated fodder. You can throw them into an SBC of a card which you want to use. So I, I see no reason why I wouldn't play, even if I get the bare minimum 14. I'm looking forward to it. It's been a while. I'm sure I'll uh, disagree five games into my weekend league. All right, Dave, we'll go to you next here. Are these kind of increased rewards, are they more of an incentive for you to keep playing and kind of grind out weekend league? Uh, I Most definitely. Uh, this is kind of like the first time I, I finally feel motivated again to play weekend league. Uh, it's always pushing for the elite and then going further. But knowing that now every player we're getting is essentially, even if he's not playable, he is fodder. It is really enjoyable because I believe that soon we're going to start getting really, really meta icons in the icon SPCs. And I feel like this is a perfect place to throw any of the reds that you don't like coming up in these next few weeks. So instead of stopping at just the chance of two reds, I just want to try and push for that little extra elite to get the elite pack and as well as like one extra red because that just saves you so many coins down the road when you're doing whatever SPC comes out because now they'll start cranking out really good SPCs at this time. So overall, I think value-wise, it's worth it. Um, in terms of gameplay-wise, they've made the players good enough to where I want to continue playing. And yeah, I, I think this is it's a good start, and it kind of makes me want to push to finish the best I have all year. I mean, even with the Team of the Week pack now, as well, obviously turning into the Team Season 1, I think I think you said earlier, what was it, around 200k is the bare minimum Yeah, you're going to get from one of these. So As of right now... Uh, how the market looks is with the worst three coming out of community, you're making 200K minimum. So, I mean, you're looking back at a team of the week pack that would get you 35, 40K. And now that's completely changed. So even if it is the complete worst, which I mean, most likely, hopefully, you know, I'm not saying anything, but hopefully you don't get the three worst. Uh, I mean, you're seeing at least 200K into your account coming up. And obviously with the Prem one too, I'd imagine, Prem, obviously, we, we go through the Prem later on the podcast, but I'd imagine even with the worst few Prem players in there, you're looking at probably 200, 300k upwards easily. We are going to go over the thoughts and opinions on the EFL tots. Mark, I want to start with you first because I know that there was a bit of a shock that there was no Sunderland players in there, but what are your initial thoughts on it and uh, what are your thoughts on there being no Charlie White in the team of the season? Um, devastated to be fair um, I know it might not seem much to some people but you wait all year you see you see a player for your team doing well every week scoring goals 30 goals this season I might might just add there and it's a bit of fun you know it always hits a bit different on ultimate team when you're using a player that you're a big fan of in real life so I, I was a bit shocked not to see him but it is what it is overall I think they have done a very good job of the EFL. Obviously, a lot of these cards are low-rated silvers, some are even bronzes to start off with. So there's only so so many ratings that can boost them up without it becoming a bit ridiculous. So they do have the hands tied that in that regards because someone like a George Honeyman, they can't make a 90-rated to keep up with all these icons. But I think the stat boosts on the majority of them look very good. And a lot of them are fairly cheap as well. If you're a fan of that player or 
you want to try something a little bit different, you can use some of these players who the majority of them do link to each other. And you can have, this is the sort of time of FIFA and the FIFA cycle where you can have fun with your teams and you can be creative. Yes, it might not be the most meta team, but it's still going to be good enough to compete. And that's what I've always loved about team of the season in general. So, you know, apart from the absence of Charlie Wyke and maybe Aidan McGeady, I'm satisfied with this team. Yeah, obviously, but, if Charlie yeah. if Charlie Wyke wasn't sorry, it would be the best team ever. I mean, we obviously were recording this on Tuesday. There's still a few more days. We might see a Sunderland play against SPC. We don't know yet. I know. I, I mean, I'm I'm sure Charlie White SPC wouldn't set you back too far anyway. Uh, but obviously, I'm pretty happy here with Matty J. And like I said, there is a there's some of these cards that are decent. I've used Matty J this past week in league. The I think 99 agility and balance. The card is pretty good, and I think I've seen a lot of guys pack him. I know he's one of the lowest rated cards there, but some of these aren't too bad. I mean, you obviously like like the Honeyman. George Grant, I know a lot of guys like to call him Jorge, but unfortunately it's just George. Um, and there's some, there's some okay cards there. I think we didn't touch on the, the Ricardo Santos as well. The guy six foot five, I think he's got 99 agility. So there's some, there's some good cards to start with. Uh, Anto, what have you made of the EFL team? Is there any guys that you might kind of think to pick up? Um, for my team personally, I, these are more of like super subs for me, but going forward, I think for a lot of people, these are could be very, very good starters. I mean, I'm looking at Tony and Wendia, Clark Harris, um, all very good cards. I think Max Aaron's actually is a card I could almost start on my team. Um, if Aaron Wambasaka didn't uh, release on the same day, I think we'd see a lot of people running Max Aaron's. Um, the thing I like most about the EFL, I think we've already discussed it, but um, <clears throat> there's like a lot of nationalities that are very easy to link in. So um, we see like, a lot of Dutch players, a lot of English players, a little bit of Portuguese. These are nationalities that are very, very easy, whether it's icons or the main leagues. Um, I really like these cards because they're very linkable. So, yeah, I, I, the promo in general, I think they did a really good job. There's some big boosts to these uh, cards from their bases. And, yeah, I, I mean, I could definitely see myself using a Buendia in the future. Um, and, yeah, I, I, really, I really, really like this. Uh, this is a good promo. I think obviously Buendia and Max Aaron's getting the strong link there as well. If you run a four five one or a four four two, they get the, the strong link straight away. Then I know Buendia as well. Most guys would probably use him as a winger, but with, with the stats he's got right now, he could even be a box to box midfielder. I mean, with, with seventy seven defending and decent all around kind of stats there, he could be a decent player there. Or even as we'll get on to later in the podcast, a a wing back in a potential five back if uh, some people do like to play that. But, uh, Diego, what have you made of the EFL Tots? Uh, it's kind of like the same way Anto looks at it. Uh, these, I could see myself really looking to pull some of these cards in reds. Uh, like you talked about Buendia. Uh, he kind of reminds me of Salvio from last year. Uh, same thing. I mean, an Argentine in right mid. Uh, he's got the stats everywhere to show it. Uh, the physicals, too. That's kind of the main card that stuck out to me, but I think that Ricardo Santos with all the Portuguese links you have this year, if you're one of the people that's always like wanting to change their team up, try something new, I think you slot this guy in and you don't miss a beat. Uh, like we talked about, like he's just really, really agile for how tall he is, and I think that kind of stands out for him. Uh, but Ricardo Santos, Wendia, Max Aarons, and Tony, I mean – uh, overall, there's a lot of these cards are pretty good. I mean, I like the Dan Juma card as well as the left mid. He's, he's super solid, doesn't have any stats that are crazy, but 
He's linkable. He's Dutch. And a lot of people love using Dutch players as well. So yeah, the linkability of these cards and the stats they were given, I actually thought it was a big up for the EFL. And obviously with the, uh, obviously Will Hughes there too, I don't, know, don't think anyone mentioned, obviously at the release of the uh, Ishmael Saar SPC the other day with 99 pace. And that's a decent looking card too. And I know Hughes doubled up in price there. Hughes is not a bad card. Again, the most of these cards here, again, you've got like the Tony Bundia, Clark Harris. The guys look really good. I think all of them had a slight downside. I know Bundia is probably the only one that's pretty much good all round. I think he's four star, four star. But obviously Tony and Clark Harris do have the issues there, whether it be skill move or weak foot. But obviously with the uh, with the star release too, Nick Powell's not a bad card as well. We've spoken about forehand, but he's three star, four star. Again, these are fun cards. It's a nice little kind of teaser into team of the season. But we're going to get into obviously the bigger team now with the release of the community team. Mark, I want to go back to you first here though. What have you made of the community team in the initial release? Again, the community team is always a bit hard for EA because I do believe it is the players who haven't had an inform or a performance-based card throughout the year. So there's limited accessibility for certain players to get in. But yeah, again, I think they've done a great job on this team. I think there's a lot of good cards in this team. And even the lower-rated cards like Goldson, he's got obviously a good link to Tavernier, who a lot of people did. And I don't think he's that expensive. So if you want to be creative again with your teams, you're very able to at this point. A couple of, couple of French players who always do well with their links. So overall, I think it is a solid-looking team. Um, not many complaints. It's a good start and hopefully to continue with it. Yeah, I think for me, I was looking towards the community team just to kind of see if they were going to go ahead and give us these big booster players. Obviously, there's some good, good cars in here. And um, I'm kind of happily surprised at the price of some of these as well. Again, like likes to look at Edouard or Moise Keen, very, very cheap compared to what I thought they might be. And obviously, you know, Edouard's uh, French, but he isn't obviously in an awful league. But obviously, Keen being... A PSG player, good links with Neymar and Mbappe. I'm surprised with the price there. Diego, I want to go with you next to though. Is there any kind of community players here that you want to get in your team or you like the look of? I like David Alaba a lot. Um, I, I try and avoid the, the fullback at center back meta. So I think seeing him at a center back there, I'd love to just slot team of the year Davies right next to him and kind of run like maybe a little Bundesliga triangle because uh, I do have uh, untradeable team of the year Kimmich as well. Uh, Alaba stands out to me. Um, honestly, also Harvey Barnes, if I'm not mistaken, he got an upgrade to his skill moves. Yeah, he's now 4-4. And I think that's like a huge game changer with the English links uh, left winger as well. Uh, his his stats, I mean, they stand out to me. I, I think Harvey Barnes looks really good. And it'll be interesting when Prem comes out next week to see how his value changes, if it goes up with links or down. But I do like Alaba, Barnes, and Federico Valverde. I think he reminds me of Marcos Llorente. At the beginning of the year, him and Llorente dominated uh, the gold meta just because they were so well-rounded. They're tall, and they they always have the base characteristics to intercept everything, be at the right place at the right time. And now Valverde finally getting an upgrade to that and an upgrade to the skill moves as well. I think that card is filthy. So for me, my top three are probably Barnes, Valverde, and Alaba. But the Mukiele and, and Wambisaka, they're really good. It's just there's so many fullbacks in the game this year. And the question is now turned to can this fullback play center back? So 
I mean, that's just kind of where we've gone down the road. But yeah. I, I do like the the look of this team and the look of it down the road with the prospective uh, league, you know, playing into the role now and how they'll link. Yeah, obviously we had the release of three other SPCs linked with the community. We had the Dinier release today with Zapata and Chiesa. Any of those three tempting you to do them or not? I personally probably won't, but I like that EA dropped them. I, I've read a lot, you know, of the community where these cards will get released and off instance, they're they're feeling like EA dropped an L of a card or a horrible card. I think Zapata looks really good. He won't fit into my team personally, but I like that his card, he's really strong in game, really quick. And what they what has always hurt him is his dribbling. And if you look at his dribbling stats, they got upgraded very, very well. And he's 4-4. So I, I think Zapata kind of stands out as a fun card to use. I think all these SPCs have been labeled right with fun. I just I don't want it to get confused with if you don't do the card, it's an L. I don't think any of these SPCs so far have been L's. I think Chesa was solid. Zapata solid as well. And Digne, some people could say a little expensive, but... With his links, I think he's going to be very, very good, especially playing him with an anchor. Yeah, I, I've gone ahead and done Zapata on my t- or team of the season to glory account. And like I say Zapata's really good. He's not for everyone, but if you haven't got a, an amazing team, if, say, you want to go more down the Serie A route of kind of a, a Serie A team, he's a great choice for you. And he's very cheap. I mean, a lot of these, even is pretty cheap now as well. I think around 180K. And those Zapata's around 115, 120K. There's some good cards there. The price will be good on these. But obviously, you know they're going to keep bringing out these SPCs every single day. And so I know you've used a few of these cards already, but kind of what players stand out to you here and what have you made of the community team this season? Yeah, so I think that the top three, a lot of people talk about Valverde, Alaba, Wambasaka, and Barnes, the top four, I guess. But I think there's a lot of great cards in community tops that doesn't get enough recognition. Um, specifically, like we talk about Bailey with 99 pace on the right wing, a Bundesliga card. I think it's fantastic. I've heard nothing but good things about Nkunku. With the French links, he can play pretty much anywhere in the midfield. Tagliafico is another great card. Argentinian links, 96 pace. Uh, Goldson, he is, uh, he's one of the lowest rated cards in the promo, but he does have 84 pace, 90 physicality, English links. So I think this is a really well-balanced promo. Um, pretty much every single card in this promo is usable, I think. Um, personally, I've used Ilicic. That might be the only one, I believe. Uh, I bought Ilicic. I'm saving all my packs for this Friday. But Ilicic was fantastic. I cannot talk more. Like, he was amazing. It blew away all my expectations. 95 shooting on that card. Uh, I played him on a cam instead of a striker, which I think made a big difference. But I was so shocked at how good that card was. And going into the SBCs also, for me personally, like Diego said, I'm not going to do them. Because at the moment, I'm throwing all my fodder into Dog Leash. I'm trying to finish that for this weekend. But that being said, um, that doesn't mean they're else. Yeah, they are very, very good SBCs that are coming out right now. I think every single one is usable. Uh, Chiesa, actually, he destroyed me this past weekend. So that's a card I would love to pick up if he could fit into my team somehow. But at the moment, I'm just trying to work on Dog Leash. Um, but yeah, Community Tots, I think, is a massive W. I think that it's really well-rounded, and I think that there's a lot of cards that deserve more uh, recognition. Yeah, definitely with these, obviously, they, I know they're going to probably bring out SPCs every single day. It's more of a case of picking and choosing what one's going to fit your team and what you want to do. 
and not kind of rushing into doing them and trying to do every single one you see. Because again, not every single SPC is going to be for you. But I think overall, I don't think they've been too expensive. And like I said, there there's some good cards here and there. It just depends what your team looks like right now. And I know most guys currently have a majority of the team is untradeable. So if it fits your team, go for it. If it doesn't, don't do it. We also did have some additional content. I know they went ahead and released an attacker icon SPC. And obviously the guaranteed tots back the EFL, AFL one today. I'm sure they'll be releasing the community one probably later in the week. I assume on Thursday. And player picks and the 80 plus times three packs. Mark, I want to go over you first here. Is the attacker icon SPC tempting you? Um, probably is too much, to be fair. I've seen a lot of huge, huge players. A couple of prime R9s, uh, a prime moment R9s, a prime moment Eusebio. So I think I have seen a lot of good pulls. Probably is a bit too expensive. I think it was coming in around 750,000 coins last time I looked. But the only thing I don't like about it is it includes the mid icons as well. If that was just a prime and a prime moment attacker's pack, I think the price would be justified. But just the fact that mid icons, especially the likes of you know your Van Nistelrooy's, obviously all your Italian ones, the English strikers, your Linickers, your Shearers, your John Barnes, I think the fact that all their mids are there in the pack hinders me a little bit because there's a lot of bad options in which you can get. So... It is tempting me, and I'm not going to lie. I probably will go ahead and do it. But I've also got a lot of fodder in my club. Coins aren't too big of an issue for me at this stage of the game. So for me, I would do it. If you're a casual player, I would say save your coins because over the next few days, few weeks, cheaper SBCs are going to be coming out and then you're guaranteed to get a player which works well in your team. So it's one of them. It's a lottery. You, you could hit a prime moment R9. You could hit a mid in Zaghi. So if you've got the coins and you like a gamble, I'd risk it. But other than that, it's it's not the best SPC we've seen this year. Yeah, it's just tough as well. Obviously, the likes of like a Chiesa, these other cards released at what, 180k compared to a complete gamble for 750. It's crazy. Diego, I want to go with you next there though. Are you liking the return of player picks? Are you going to try and do some of these? Yeah, I, I think player picks are always a good time. Uh, I haven't done any yet. We've done a lot of viewer ones. I think player picks have been insane. Obviously, once we get to Prem, though, I think the odds of getting a blue will be a lot lower than right now. But uh, it's been so, so fun. I mean, blues are coming out a lot. Uh, we're getting a lot of good walkouts fodder. The 80 times three pack, I'm not so sold on that. I, I think you just continue to go with player picks. Just the availability of knowing which player you want. I think works best. I've seen 80 pluses get open. I've seen some good ones. I've also seen some really bad ones. Uh, I just think the player picks are always, you know, it for me. And the, I think doing those can easily complete the guaranteed EFL, even though I think even without that, I think they did a really good job at making it low rated. They usually always do. I was just a little worried they wouldn't stick to it just because this year, it seems like uh, because they're giving us so much fodder, they, tend to make SBC prices a little bit more expensive. But 82 rated, 30 cam, I think is phenomenal. Uh, everybody should get that done. And if even if you don't like the minor league teams, because I know people have told me before, why do you even do it? Like, you're not going to use a player. Like, I'm just trying to get the highest rated. At the end of the day, like, if it's not usable, at least it's fodder. So 
I think you should be able to, if they keep them this cheap, go ahead and do them every week. Take the risk. Uh, it's not really even a risk. It's really cheap. And then end up, you know, using that into some fodder. So, so far, I, I like it a lot. Player picks in the guaranteed icon pack or a W, in my opinion. Have you gone ahead and done the EFL pack yet or not? I haven't. I haven't completed it yet, but I literally haven't opened packs in over two weeks. And I have everything in my club to get that done. And I don't have fodder or anything either. So, I, I have... 82 so it's not really an issue yeah and anto are you are you liking the additional content released alongside the beginning of team of the season 100 percent um the efl guaranteed like uh, diego was saying super cheap 100 percent recommend that everyone completes that it's an 82 rated squad um the icon uh spc is a very big gamble at this stage in the game a lot of people including myself i mean i've been saving my packs and coins waiting for uh, t- uh tots to come out so for them to drop this right now, it's enticing, but I got to stick to the goal and what I'm trying to do, and that's going to be Prem Tots for me. Um, I think what makes the Icon SBC so so difficult is that they only released it for like three or four days. Um, if I had the opportunity to open up all my packs, maybe get some high-rated fodder and then complete it, maybe, but I think it ends and expires right when Prem Tots begins. So the timing for me is just, it's not uh, not really good. And I would not recommend doing it unless you have a gigantic amount of fodder in your club. And if you, I mean, if you, in the past, I'm not going to lie, the Icon SBCs, and they've burnt me a lot. I haven't really pulled anything good this entire FIFA, I'd say. Um, so, I mean, that's my perspective, but I'm sure if you ask someone who's packed a Pele or Eusebio, if they want to do this, they're going to say 100%. So it really comes down to who you ask, but always remember that nothing's guaranteed with those. So you are spending like close to 700k and you might not get anything in return so as long as you're okay with that and like and you have that in the back of your mind then i would say send it but if you're not then i wouldn't so yeah. that's the way i look at it no it's a huge risk obviously with the guaranteed team of the season packs as well obviously with the efl we have the community one soon are you going to try and do most of these and or are you only going to pick and choose ones that you or certain leagues that you like uh, as long as the requirements aren't too crazy i'd love to because like diego said earlier i, I for me I'm trying to get the highest rated players so that I can complete the SBCs that I want to do. Um, so I'll be doing the EFL one for sure. And then, you know, I'm just going to pray for Wendia. That'd be amazing. Really helped me and shave off the price of Doug Leash that I'm trying to complete right now. Um, but going forward, yeah, I would love to do these as long as the requirements aren't too crazy. And with the player picks out too, it's that's a really, really great way to shave down the price of a lot of these SBCs we're seeing. So um, EA's given us a lot of great options, you know, to make these things more affordable. No, definitely. Obviously, with the uh, the guarantee packs as well, it always gives people a chance to pack the team of the season if their pack luck isn't great. That or well, at least I mean, none mine's not been great currently with the uh, two Tim Cruels, but uh, we move. But Mark, I want to go back to you here. I want to go a quick market update. I know the market's taking a huge downturn coming into team of the season. Um, what's kind of been your thoughts regarding trading and the way the market's gone right now? Are you what do you think's going to happen to it? So, really, from here on out, yeah, bog-standard gold cards are probably going to die, if I'm honest. We might see a little rise on Thursday on the meta cards, your yeah, Mbappe and your Varane, because people are trying to make the best possible team they can have for the weekend league now that their team of the seasons are in packs. But I think if you're looking at trading on a Monday, Tuesday, even a Sunday for the sell-off, look at these meta cards. Look at your 
Varane in forms and your special Mbappe cards because people are going to sell them off because they're scared they're going to drop. And then the weekly cycle on a Thursday with rewards, they're going to go back up because people need a good team for the weekend league because ultimately they want them red player picks. The same will happen with links to current team of the seasons which are available in red picks. For instance, in the Premier League, if you get a Bruno Fernandes, if you get his red pick, the chances are you're going to go out and you're going to buy an informed Marcus Rashford. So we might see a little rise on them cards throughout the weeks. But in terms of yeah, fodder cards, they're going to fluctuate depending on what SBCs are released. Right now, fodder is pretty cheap. Would I invite? Would I advise going all in? Probably not because you don't know what's coming one day to the next. If they don't release anything tomorrow and then Thursday they don't release anything, it's going to drop even more. And then obviously on Friday, EPL comes into packs. Lots of packs are going to be opened. A lot of people have been saving the packs for this one. So to summarise it up, trading's dying right now in one aspect. So you're not going to be able to go unassigned as often. You're not going to be able to go as deep into them unassigned. But what is going to be nice is Thursday flips are going to fluctuate a bit more than previous weeks. But a lot of packs are being cracked open every day. Bidding on cards, it's going to become overpowered. You're going to get a lot of deals. I've seen a lot of people win cards, 5 10k under the current price. So there is still an opportunity to trade, which is always nice. And trading with the new cards in packs, you know, I fully expect their Premier League team of the season to come out. They're going to drop pretty heavily early on. And I think on in a Saturday, especially early hours in the morning, we're going to see them rebound again and go back up in price. So that's my gist of trading right now. There's not an awful lot which can be done, but you can still earn yourself a few thousand coins here and there during the promos. Yeah, I know it's been tough. Obviously, the uh, this year, I feel like FIFA 21's been the year of inform investing to. I know at least I've been a lot of inform investing to and inform trading. What do you think is going to happen with the inform market throughout talks? Obviously, I know for myself, I've luckily tried getting out quickly and I didn't make as much as I thought I would, but what do you make of informs right now? Yeah, so I'll just be up, up front and honest straight away. I've lost coins in the last two weeks with my inform investments. I'm probably sitting at a couple million loss right now and that's okay for me. I'll hold my hands up. It was a mistake. It's going to be made. Um, but going forward, I really don't know what's going to happen. And I say that because you look at last year during this time, and I often say history repeats itself. Well, last year we didn't have team of the weeks at this stage. We actually had team of the week moment guards. So it's pretty hard to gauge on what team of the weeks are going to do. Again, they are currently in packs. So the current team of the week, I expect to drop right down during the team of the season release. But again, I think the only way we're going to see them spike up in price and get higher is if we get the icon packs or if the guaranteed team of the season pack requires an inform or two informs, that's when we can see them cards spike up again. So I think I'll have a better aspect after the Premier League comes out seeing what the informs do that week and seeing the requirements for that guaranteed EPL player. And I think based on that is 
we'll know what the team of the weeks are going to do. If, for instance, they bring out an 86-rated squad with two informs, you then know when La Liga, Bundesliga, League 1 comes, there's going to be similar requirements. You know you can pick up an inform or two and they're probably going to fluctuate back up. Yeah, just in case of waiting to see. I know a few guys I know were trying to buy some of the cheaper team of the season cards because they thought that team of the season cards would be kind of a requirement in a lot of these. And the only issue or kind of reply to that is that it's going to be a lot of team of the season players available through objective. So I don't think it's going to be a huge panic on these cheap team of the season cards anyway. Like a like a Matt J, unfortunately, might be um, chucked into a few SVCs, which um, brings a little tear to my eye. But I want to move on to some gameplay tips and advice. Obviously, Anto and Diego both had some amazing finishes this past week in league. And to, I want to go with you first, though. Um, what formation did you go back to this weekend? Yeah, so the past couple of weeks, maybe even past month, I was running a four in the back. Um, that wasn't my best formation, but I always like trying out different things just to see what works. But for me, my best formation, and I ran it this past weekend, is five two one two. So uh, for me, I've realized that my biggest weakness in FIFA is I always get countered, and that's usually how I concede. So uh, I put my wing backs, I tell them to stay back. So I have a true five in the back and it really just took away any opportunity for my opponent to counter me. And that made the biggest difference in the world. Um, I just knew I had security uh, no matter how far I pushed my midfielders up. I knew I had still five people behind just waiting. Um, I see, I like a lot of people don't like the five in the back. They say it's sweaty, but honestly at this stage in the game, you know um, if you're not using it, I don't know, like, it's tough, but I would say one of the biggest tips I can give people that want to do better in weekend league is try out a ton of different formations and figure out which one works for you best. I don't really don't think, and I don't agree with people that say that, oh, this is the best formation or this is the best formation. I think it varies depending on how you play. And for me, um, my weakness is obviously getting countered. So that's why five in the back works best for me. But there's some people that maybe just want to do better with their attacking. So they're going to go three in the back. Um, you know, you just got to find out what's your strengths, what's your weaknesses and, you know, build a team and put a formation that's going to help you and benefit you the most. And for me, that's five in the back. And I think a lot of people are the same this year. Uh, defending, obviously, we never know with the mechanics in this game. Defending is really, really hard sometimes. So having that extra defender back there, it makes the biggest difference sometimes. Do you feel as though with the five at the back that you struggle to create chances going forward? That's that's what I've the only issue I found, and obviously I know you do have the two fullbacks on stay back. Do you find it kind of gets harder to create chances up and around the box or not? Yeah, so what I do to um kind of counter that is so I run a five two one two, so I have two center mids, but instead of putting center mids there, I kind of put I wouldn't say strikers, but more attacking minded players. Um so instead of just having a cam and two strikers, uh those center mids that I'm running are also fully able to shoot and score. Uh, Birthday Vidal is one of them. He can do pretty much anything I ask, including shooting. Um, so I tell him to get forward. And both of my center mids, I do. I tell him to get forward. I tell the cam to stay forward and the strikers get in behind. So um, I really don't have too too many issues scoring goals, I'd say. Uh, sometimes my midfield's a little empty just because I have a lot of people pushing forward. But then again, you know, like I said, I got five people back there just waiting. Um, so 5-2-1-2 is... For me, the best formation, but obviously, depending on how you play, it might not suit you the best. Um, but yeah, going forward, attacking-wise, I think uh, it's never really been a big issue for me. That's always been the curious thing, I think, because like I said it depends what kind of player you are too. I know 
everyone's probably dabbled in the, the fire back at some point. I know I tried to do it previously. And I'm, I might try that again at some point. For me, I always have a few kind of formations in the locker. But Anto, you, this past weekend, did you stick to that fire back? Did you try and go to a full back, change it up at all or not? Or are you just kind of consistent with that team? Uh, all 30 games, five in the back. I mean, I've realized now that it's by far how I play best. And I think when I got my elite one result early in December, I was running five in the back. And so I just took that into consideration this weekend when I was trying to figure out what I could do to give me the best result. And it paid off. And the biggest thing, too, that I realized was um, I was using a team that's like not greatest, I would say. I mean, obviously, I have great cards, but it, it could have been a lot better. But I'm saving all my fodder, all my packs for this coming Friday. So I kind of just had to scrape together whatever I could. And even with a, like a mid-level team, I'd say, the five in the back just really just carried me, I'd say. Um, no no big issues. I lost twice to the same guy. So half of my losses this weekend were the same guy. Um, a great weekend week for me. And I think I'm really, really prepared going forward, especially this Friday. It's going to be probably the sweatiest weekend league we're going to have. So I'm uh, excited and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Who are some changes you want to make to your team? I know you play with Joseph Ilicic at Cam this weekend. Are you taking him out and replacing him this weekend? So I already sold him and got my coins back. I think I lost maybe like 10, 15K. But yeah, like I've been saying, Dog Leash is going to enter the team. Hopefully for this weekend, I'm really excited about that. And then with Prem Tots coming this Friday, I'm hoping to add some new defenders. I'd love to try out maybe potentially like a Cancelo John Stones link up would be amazing. Uh, by some way, if I can afford a Rashford, uh, I would love to do that. Might be out of my price range, but uh, we'll see. Maybe I get lucky in a pack. But I'm really, really excited to see what comes out on Friday because depending on that, I might just switch up my entire team. That sounds good. And obviously, I know Diego, you did obviously get elite too as well. But Diego, what formation did you run this weekend and uh, how do you feel chance went this past weekend for you? So it's funny because we ended up going 25 and four and I took two of my losses in my first six games. Uh, I think it, it hit really quick on Friday, the level of sweat that we had to deal with. Um, I think we ended Friday's stream at four and two or five and two. It was, it was really frustrating. Uh, I, I got matched up with an elite two player in my very first game of the weekend league. So usually it kind of takes a little bit to get going and just already starting off with that matchup really kind of like tilted me. Cause I felt like if I had, you know, a few games under my belt really could have pushed through and won that game. Uh, but other than that, I, I think it went really well. We, I ran a four, four, two this weekend. I ran it a lot early in the year. And then I switched to a four triple two, and then we had switched to the five back for a little while, a five two one two, for a few weekend leagues. Uh, but I was I was finally the thing with the five back is for me it's sometimes it's hard to build a five in the back essentially because I like to use center backs at center back position. I try not to use the fullback center back meta, so it was harder to build. Um, but I finally decided, all right, let's get out of the five back and let's kind of start trusting my myself and getting back into it so we ran a 442 this weekend um it was i think i played it very very well uh and to be fair though in that formation the manually defending and the, the player switching has got to be on point and i think i just was kind of in a groove this weekend too i mean players were playing off each other really well uh, i was defending really well too just seeing the pitch well and i think now that we've gotten this far in the year 
I, I believe a big key in these weekend leagues is winning the, the games in the midfield. I think dominating the midfield is a big thing in these games. And it's not necessarily, you know, t- taking the ball there and holding it and dribbling around. But I mean, you be, you need to be winning every tackle. You've got to be able to play through the middle instead of always sticking to wings. Um, you've got to be able to take up space with these midfielders. They've got to be able to cover a lot of ground. And I've got both birthday Vidal and Renato. Uh, I've talked about them before on here, but a lot of arguments over who's better. I think they're both phenomenal. Uh, they both fill the box to box role exceptionally well. I have Vidal on stay back, but sometimes he'll take these, these runs when he knows like his AI knows when there's space to take and he'll go and take it and Renato will slot in his spot. So I'm never really losing anything in the midfield. Uh, I honestly want to like attribute my weekend league success to the dominance that I have in the midfield as well as uh, foot birthday at all. I think that card is phenomenal has carried us now for the past two weekend leagues. I mean, I've used this team now for, yeah, two weekend leagues and back-to-back elite twos. I really think we can kind of put things together here and make that run for elite one real soon. But the 4-4-2 has once again shown to be very, very strong. And when I'm down in a game, I switch to a 4 triple two with a constant pressure. And I constant pressure this year is super broken. So whenever it's late in the game and I really need that goal and I'm down, I just switch into the four triple two and all of a sudden everything's swept up. Nothing seems to get taken. And then the moment I get the ball, boom, quick counter, I'm right back in the game. So four, four, two and four, triple two were the two formations that I went with this weekend. So you say your four, triple two would be your more attacking one then with the constant pressure. Yeah. Anytime I'm down in a game uh, and need to draw, usually I'll turn it on for like the last, 15, 20 minutes, and it, it the game just completely changes right there. Yeah, I know it cuts the pressure this year. I know a lot of guys complain about it. I see all over social media. But again, it's one of those things that if it if it works, it works. And again, it's one of those things you need to have in kind of your, I mean, in your uh, book of tricks. I mean, I, I probably need to use it myself more. But again, just having the kind of alternate formations here and there that you can kind of switch to throughout the game. Obviously, I know you've switched between a few formations recently too. So obviously it's very important, but like I said, obviously make sure if you are down in the game, you, you've got to make sure you have that formation that you can go to to get yourself back into it. And obviously we spoke about previously, we have got the supposed Premier League team of the season coming this Friday alongside the Saudi League. And we have got some predictions here that we're going to gonna go over to begin with. Mark, are you, is there any players here that you're hoping to get into the Prem team of the season? Anyone that you're kind of looking forward to? So a personal one for me is a player I've enjoyed using his cards throughout the whole game cycle from the very first week with his standard goal card, and that's Thomas Suchek. He's had a great season in real life for West Ham. And I look at that card there, and he's going to be Hullock Gang, everything over 80. I think 85 pace is his predicted lowest stat. Again, I know we brought up the concern, is his agility going to be good enough? Is he, is he going to be too clunky, too heavy in-game? But that's someone I'm you know, looking forward to using. And another one is Luke Shaw, another player who in real life has had a fantastic season. He's a player that I enjoy in real life as well. So I will be looking forward to getting him, trying him out if he gets in. Maybe at centre-back and abusing the meta, get called a rat by some people. So I think they're two that I'm looking forward to. 
but mainly the reason I want them to is I look at the, the team and the predicted team and a lot of these cards I know we had last year as well and I like trying different cards out and players that I wouldn't normally use you know Bruno Fernandes he's going to have a fantastic card I've got his team of the year thanks Max I know you've got him for me hey, no worries um, but it's a card that I've used already this FIFA I want to try something fresh maybe find a hidden gem in there and who knows someone like a dominant Dominic Calvin, Calvert-Lewin could be a hidden gem, could be fairly cheap. And that's what I like about team, team of the season is there's lots of them cards out there which might not look the best on paper, but something just clicks in game and they end up being unbelievable. Exactly. And the only, thing, the only issue this year is I know they've decreased the team size down to 15. I'm sure there'll be plenty of SPCs and objective cards released throughout the Prem as well. The only thing I think this year is it looks like it might be a predominantly Man City team. And I know it's not going to be an issue to everyone, uh, including Anto. But Anto, is there any cards here, including the Man City players, that you wouldn't mind getting your team and you like the look of in this prediction? Yeah, so I mean, obviously I'm more than happy to see a full Man City, a lot of players in this promo. I'm really excited. I mean, we might even see, uh, I could, I'm could. i considering using Ruben Diaz and Stones and Cancelo, just going almost all full, maybe even put Ederson in the back. But outside of the Man City cards, I think Salah excites me the most, even with the three-star weak foot. Um, he's been really, really good for me this season. I used him really, really early on. Uh, we've seen already this past week that they have the ability to upgrade the weak foots and skill moves. So, if by chance Salah does turn into a four-star, four-star card, um, it's going to be ridiculous. And if it doesn't, I still think it's going to be really, really good. Outside of that, I'm really excited to see what the Rashford card looks like. Human Sun is always a good card every year with the five-star weak foot. Uh, Harry Kane's another one. I'm really interested to see what they do with this pace, if they give him a good enough boost. Uh, but yeah, the Prem Tots is always one of my favorite ones. And I think this is where we get some of the highest rated, some of the best cards of the year. And um, yeah, I'm really, really excited to see what comes out. Yeah, definitely the, the community one's more of the appetizer. And then we get the main course with this Prem team here. And again, most of these cards here look really juiced up. And I know that marks it as well. There could be a few hidden gems and there maybe a Patrick Bamford, um, Grealish, I know, I know he's alone. He's be happy with that one. And maybe even an Ollie Watkins too, former ex, a former Exeter City player there who did make his uh, England debut this year as well. But again, Diego, are you are you liking the look of the Prem, what the potential Prem team could look like? Yeah, I, I like the potential Prem team. Uh, lowering it down to 15 players does worry me a bit, but I'm hoping, like you said, they make it up with SBCs or objectives. Uh, I mean, cards that really stand out to me were, like Anto said, uh, Human Son. Uh, last year I had his team of the season card, and like the way he just plays in game is just phenomenal. Uh, and I haven't gotten to use Son this year other than his gold card at the very beginning. So Human Son stands out to me a lot. And also looking at everybody else that they have here, I like the Joao Cancelo as well. I mean, with the Portuguese players I have, with Renato, I could find a way to link him in. Uh, Marcus Rashford, I always say he is now the most difficult player for me to defend in weekend leagues. And knowing he will get into team of the season, he's going to be insane. Um, I'm hoping I've got him in, in my team but not having to play against him every game. But Son, Rashford... I think De Bruyne is going to get a better card than his team of the year. Uh, a lot of people said that that card felt like it lacked a little bit. It wasn't necessarily the 
deserved KDBS card. And he's been phenomenal this year. So I, I expect this card to be even better than the team of the year. And I think he, once again, KDB will start to join these big elite mega teams and be that holding mid or box to box midfielder. So I personally would really, really like to get De Bruyne in the midfield. I had him last year. He was insane. And I know he'll do it again this year. So top three for me are De Bruyne, Human Son. And I actually want to change my back line. And I'm looking at these projections. I'm really hoping Fofana gets in. I would really love to try that card. Um, he's had a good year for Leicester. And he looks like a really pacey center back. And honestly, looks like another Premier League Varane. But just to find a way to change it up and to link him with my team of the year, Van Dyke would be phenomenal. So those are the top three I'm looking at. And look at you trying to use center back to center back like a normal person. Oh, should. man. Come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> But obviously, I think the, the pace does determine how good either De Bruyne, Harry Kane, even a Gundogan. I know Gundogan's probably a dead cert for this team of this season. I know he's had a great year and he could have an insane cut. I know probably four-star, four-star as well. I think Gundogan could potentially be up there with De Bruyne. Obviously, he can have a lot better defending. But I think looking at these possible predictions here, Gundogan could be up close to De Bruyne. But again, it depends on the pace on these guys. There's bound to be plenty of good midfielders released later than the line but we all know obviously that the Premier League is the most popular and that these cards will have a Prem tax added onto them anyway but I'm looking forward to it I think probably a Luke Shaw again like Mark said could be a great centre-back Salah if he gets that four-star weak foot too uh, Bruno Fernandes we know is going to be a great player I think obviously Ruben Diaz and Stones are interesting cards and they could be cheaper than normal purely down to the pace but even a guy like Ruben Diaz if he's got low pace I mean, with the prediction we've got here, could be a 97, 96 physical, sorry, defending and physical. And then obviously Cancelo there, who I know would probably work great in Anto's five back, especially as a wing back there with the four-star skills as well. But again, I'm interested to see it. I think everyone's looking forward to this team. And I feel like Prem every single year is that team that everyone is waiting for. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how it kind of fluctuates and in the initial prices on these players. So no, last year I bought an Aguero for around just over 2 million on the Friday. And then by the Monday, Sunday, the cards drop down quite a lot. So I think if I were, if I was you, I'd probably wait for these cards to come out and then probably buy them early in the next week. But I know most people, again, like Andrew said early, he's got the money saved up for one of these players to bring into his team. So again, it's going to be interesting to see what the prices are on these. But I think initially these could be very, very expensive. Obviously, we do have alongside the Prem will be the Saudi League. We won't go over the Saudi League too much. Because I know there's not too many players in there that people are looking forward to and kind of coming out. But Mark, looking at the Saudi League, what's your kind of quick take on the Saudi League? Are you, what do you make of it? So, yeah, again, um, it's a bit redundant at this point because everybody's focus is on the EPL. You know, it's, it's one of them things where if you're opening packs for Premier League, you could still hit a couple of these cards. It's never a bad thing to pull a team in the season card. You know, there's never a bad one to get because you can always quick sell them for a couple thousand coins. But in terms of usability, these are the cards which you don't really see too often in many people's teams. They're literally there, in my eyes, to bring the pack weight down and to bring the rate of the red rewards down as well. So I can't see too many of these cards making it into people's teams, especially at this stage of the game. But again, 
as always, there might be one or two hidden gems in this. I always remember last year with Simon from Ligon. He didn't look like a great team of the year, or team this season, sorry. But in-game, he just played phenomenal. So there's always that chance a couple come out who look good. And the one thing about the Saudi league is there tends to be a lot of Brazilians who play over in Saudi Arabia. So if you're looking for a fun Brazil team or you've maybe got a couple of Brazilian icons or someone tradables, it can be fun to build squads with. And that's about it for my opinion. I don't think it matters too much if these cards are in or out of packs. The focus is going to be on the Premier League. Yeah, exactly. I know in past years we also had the the famous Atomic Ant, Sebastian Giovinco, who's always been in uh, Saudi League. And he's always had a fun card. It's always been cheap and kind of either as a super sub, nice card to use. But Anto, I know there was a card that you were looking at earlier with this team, but what, what do you make of the Saudi League team of the season? Yeah, so uh, this is not what you want to see coming out of your packs for the most part. They got a projected center back that's going to have 63 pace. Um, at the end of the day, you are packing a tots. Hopefully you're going to get an 85 rated card or above, which is nice. But in terms of usability, I see maybe two cards that could be decent. Um, the one that intrigues me the most is going to be Banega Argentinian links. So, um, very linkable with all the uh, different cards we have today. And they have them projected with 95 pace, 86 shooting, 86 defense, a very, very well-rounded card. It looks like. And the second card that looks pretty usable, if it's actually as good as they project, is Romarinho, Brazilian link, so very linkable. Um, they have him as a cam with 99 pace, 91 shooting, 94 dribbling, which is fantastic. He's also got 86 passing, if the projections are true. Those are two cards that intrigue me. Um, I think those could actually make it into some people's squads. But outside of those two, uh, it is a very, very, uh, what's the word? It's, it's just not what you want to see, all right? I hope that we uh, get more Prem than these guys. All right. I'll put it like that. <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. And uh, Diego, is there any players you want to add in here that kind of uh, look, o- look okay to you? Oh, man. Andre Carrillo looks phenomenal. Uh, I am Peruvian. He has played so many games for our national team. Uh, he's one of my favorite players I've ever seen play for us. So he's actually been very dominant in the Saudi League. He tends to get a team this season. Uh, often so him getting into the team of season will be super cool it'll be a lot more sentimental to get him into my team but he is four star four star and he's already really fast he's got an 82 in form with 90 pace so the projected team of season is definitely going to crank up his pace looks like a good super sub for a lot of people um i plan on getting him at least as a super sub but it's it really hits sentimentally uh, that cardio card, so that would be super cool to add him to the club. But overall, as a team, yeah, it's a little underwhelming. Um, but Carrillo and Romarino, I got his silver card as well in the Silver Stars earlier this year. Those two cards seem to be the standouts for me. Uh, but Carrillo having four four, I mean, I I can see him being like a sleeper for not just me, but for a lot of people that are looking for a super sub. Yeah, I think definitely super subs probably the best way to describe some of these. But I imagine they'll be fairly cheap. And with most people saving their packs for the Prem team of the season, we can probably see these Saudi League guys packed quite a lot. And again, a Romarino or a uh, Carrillo, I, I can't say it, the last name as, as well as you. Um, but there could be some decent super subs there. We are going to go to uh, some listener questions here. We've got a question from Viv's FIFA. And Manu's kind of asked a similar question here. It's been, uh, who is... Well, Viv's asked, who is your favorite tot so far and why is it in Cuckoo? 
Uh, and mine is obviously question here is what was your favorite tots you have used so far this year? And so I want to start with you first though. Who's been kind of your favorite tots card and who's been the favorite one that you've used so far this year? So my favorite tots card is Oliba. I use team of the year Davies. So that is a card I would love to get into my squad as soon as possible. I'm really hoping we see a red Oliba in my account. We'll, we'll see what happens. Even better would be a tradable one in the uh, elite pack. That'd be really, really nice. But in terms of my favorite TOTS cards that I've actually used, it's hands down Ilicic. Um, I think you guys should really look into, you know, taking a closer look at that card. I, I think a lot of people just kind of glaze over it, don't really give it much attention. It has outside foot shot trait. It's got the finesse shot trait. It's got flair. It's got basically everything you're looking for in a striker. I think the only reason why he's a little bit cheaper is one, because of his nationality and also because of his pace. Um, I've told everyone, if you're going to get this card to run him at a cam instead of a striker, he has like 92, 93 passing, I think. And he actually carried me this last weekend league. So hands down, that is by far the best Tots card I've used. And I always find you using the cards that I end up telling my stream not to use again. And Ilicic, I know you <laughs> had you had a great time moment moments, Clive, at two. Um, so if you do want to see someone use, um, I would say unusual cards end up getting the heights of Elite 2, Elite 1, then Anto's you got to go and see. Diego, what's been your favorite TOTS card so far? And have you managed to use any TOTS cards yourself? Yeah, so I actually played a draft uh, earlier, and I got Harvey Barnes in my draft, and he was really, really nice. Um, he was played with a, I want to say he was given a dead eye. Um, I would play him with a finisher just to add more to the dribbling. He's really responsive. Um, my issue within the game with anyone is if they lack skills as an attacker it's really hard to uh, be unique with your attack and I played I had Harvey Barnes out on the wing I also tried him in the middle I thought he was really really good um, I think he could rival some of these prem players as uh, a good winger um, he was surprisingly stronger than I thought but the only one I have used is Barnes and he was very good the stats aren't misleading um, it's not a lie for the card I do think he will possibly go lower during Prem. So if anyone's looking to get Barnes, maybe during Prem, if obviously if lesser links aren't insane, but he is English, so that could also hurt it. Um, but I use Barnes. He was a phenomenal. But just off of the simple sight of what I see, I got to go with Anto. I think seeing Road to the Final Alaba and knowing he'd get a team of the season, I think that card is just so balanced. The fact that he's in a center back with 90 dribbling, I don't think you'll ever have an issue playing out of the back with him. Uh, Alaba can play in the midfield. He can, I mean, he can do it all. That that card is very, very versatile. So for me, Alaba is a want to try. Barnes, I did try, and he was very good. And I'll also go to you next, Mark. I know you've been busy recently. Uh, I don't have to use many of these cards yet, but what is kind of the standout tots for you in the uh, tots release so far this year? Yeah, so obviously I've not played with these cards yet, but I think I look at Valverde as the standout card for me. I think that's a great card all round. 94 pace, 91 physical. You know, okay, shooting's not the best, but as a CDM or even a box-to-box, -box, I think this card ticks all the boxes for me. He's tall, he's strong, and he's always a good player at the start of the FIFA cycle. So I can only imagine that this is still a good card now. And then, again, Alaba looks very solid on paper, very good links with that team of the year, Alfonso Davies and Kimmich. 
And then also Wambasaka, where I think a lot of people will choose to play him centre-back. And I look back to that, I think it was a foot freeze, Arun Wambasaka, which came out around Christmas time. And I think this is just a much, much more juiced-up version than that one. So I think them three are the standouts in the community team of the season for myself. Yeah, I've I've gone ahead and I did use Wambasaka last night at centre-back. Um, and I, I did actually copy Anto and he's a five back with that um, I'm not I'm not embarrassed to say for me I'm going to put in given my opinion here but for me definitely the favourite Tots cover at least has to be Exeter City's Matt J and obviously it was a great to see that there was no Plymouth Argyle players in the team of the season as well which, uh, which shows which really is the, the best team in Devon um, in England but obviously the best card I've used I would probably say has been Zapata of SPC cards which really good and surprised me the price was decent on him it's definitely a card that I wouldn't have done on my main account, but having started an account last week and kind of using that and seeing how far I can get with that team come the end of the team, team of the season, I think he's been a good addition. And again, as far as playing players use as well, I think Matty J is actually not a bad card to use. I know a lot of guys have used him or have packed him, but as a super sub with the agility and his uh, pace and stuff, he's decent for a uh, for a League 2 player. We're going to go through our guest and where you can find him. Mark, I'll start with you. Where can people find you? So currently just over on Twitter at Mark Foot Trader. No TikTok this week. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, Diego, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitch at SimplyDGR and on Twitter at Diego underscore Reza 05. Same thing on Instagram. Uh, and we're usually live five times a week, Wednesday through Sunday. Um, I'm about to graduate here in the next uh, like two weeks. So the schedule's been a little on-off with um, graduating, getting done with classes, finals coming up. But usually should be Wednesday through Sunday. Uh, Twitter's the best place to know when I'm live or if I'm going to miss a day or two. But it's usually, I want to say, around 3 to 4 p.m. Central, probably for the next four or five hours, just cranking out weekend league objectives, talking content, all the good stuff. And Anto, where can people find you? Yeah, so that boy Anto on both Twitter as well as Twitch. I usually go live Thursday through Sundays at 10 p.m. Central Time. You know, late at nights, just grinding out weekend league. If you guys ever want to pop in, you know, just hang out. It's a great time in there. Try to give tips and try to help viewers out, make them the best players possible. So thank you. And of course, if you do want to see some elite rewards, hopefully consistent elite rewards throughout TOTS, I know both Anto and Diego are great places to go watch. Well, thank you very much, guys. If you've made it this far, thank you very much for listening. Also, if you've enjoyed this pod, make sure to check out our other ones and follow us on Twitter at For Footsake Pod for all things FIFA related and updates on future podcasts. New episodes released weekly every Wednesday. So make sure you follow us on your preferred listening platform to be notified when we release our new episodes.